Welcome to Empowered Conversations. I'm your host, Susie Petrozzi. This podcast will take you on a journey of personal growth and self-discovery through conversations with special guests that will inspire you to live the life of your dreams. Get ready now for an Empowered Conversation. Hello, everyone. Um, it's perfect. I feel that it's perfect timing that I can... Um, introduce my amazing guest to you today, Stacey Smart. Welcome to Empowered Conversation. Big welcome to Stacey because she's here all the way from WA. So she usually lives in WA in the beautiful part of the world called Dunsborough within Margaret River. Um, And she's here. She's done some workshops. She's also led an amazing, such a powerful practice called Koya. And she'll share more about that for those of you that are not familiar with it. Um, We we did this amazing, incredible practice on Tuesday night. Um, She was able to offer that to us, to a a small, intimate group of women. Um, I wanted to... I really wanted to speak to Stacey more about um, this idea of, because the topic really is embodiment through movement. And I wanted us to dive into that conversation. But before I do that, um, I want to share a little bit about uh, how I met Stacey. So, and so that you can understand the journey and why I really wanted her to speak to us. So I led one of the retreats that I've been running um, over a few years now in Margaret River um, called the Empowered Woman Retreat. I led it at Naravi uh, Retreat in beautiful Margaret River. And um, I wanted to uh, find someone who could help embody a lot of the um, different practices that we did over the three days. And Lily, my good friend and also a participant and at quite a few of the retreats that I've led over the past years, um, thought of you, Stacey. And um, what we asked you to come and do is to lead us through on the second day of the retreat um, is this amazing drumming session, but also you did so much more than that. You led us through a powerful meditation using your beautiful voice, chanting, um, and so, by the way, just a side note, which I'm sure Stacey will share, um, Stacey does also singing. Um, and I know that for me, everything that I did that day, everything that the women did was just so much more solidified on that day too. So when I heard that you were coming here, I really wanted to have the opportunity to see you, to meet you, for others to immerse themselves in your in, in, in your work and for us to have this beautiful conversation. So maybe if you can share with us about how how you've started, how you've come to do the work that you do, which is embodiment through movement, really. Oh, thanks for having me, Susie. It's so, so beautiful to be <laughs> talking to you like this. And, yeah, and, and look, your work has really, in some ways, helped me on the path that I'm on, really. So I'm really grateful to you personally for, for empowering me to, to step more and more into, into my gifts that I'm here to share with others and, you know, to help empower others is, is ultimately... And originally, my, my background is I'm a, I'm a trained uh, musician, uh, music teacher. That's my profession. So I suppose I've spent a lot of my life being very much in my head, <laughs> like most of us women tend to be. But particularly so, I suppose I even relate to being the oldest child and, you know, all these conditioned things about, you know, being the good girl and getting, you know, all the academic stuff. And so I've really spent a lot of my life in that in that zone and it's probably only the last maybe few years after becoming a mother and like going back to work as a, as a music teacher and where life got a little bit sort of 
out of control <laughs> where I started to realize, you know, I really need to start to realize, you know, I could look after me more and, and, and just this sense of coming back, back to my body more mm-hmm. and, and through self care. And so I've, it's been a, it's been a journey uh, for me to sort of, to realize that coming back to the body is really the, the key for me. And as you mentioned, we, I've, I've sort of done that through, through dancing and Koya, but it's been a, a round trip in some in some ways from having learned the drum in a very technical way as a as a student as a you know I've learned the drum right from the age of 13 and mm. so now it's almost like starting to see another side to drumming which is this more spiritual side of drumming which I feel as we've discussed before is this connection to this real primal part of ourselves that we all as human beings relate to having been grown in the womb and the first sound that we heard is as before we were even formed is this pulse of the heartbeat of our mother's blood pumping through her veins. So it's almost like I've done this big journey of becoming trained and all this technical side of you know performing in orchestras and all the classical percussion background that I've had to now just coming back to the, the more simple side of it in some ways. Um, I'll talk more about my drum, but I made this beautiful drum with Jane Elworthy, who's here in Sydney as well, who's a a great teacher and mentor for me. And it's really connected me with something, uh, yeah, just something, it's connected me to my power, I feel, and, um, yeah, and, yeah, the dancing's probably connected me to my, it's it's all body, but. But I'm going to hone in and I'm going to go with the last thing that you mentioned, which is, you being connected to your power. And I know that more and more women are seeking that, um, you know, whether it be conscious or not, but it's just, it's like they're feeling that they're being called within, you know, that there's that, that calling within, which you can call, you know, I, I will say their power, their feminine, their nature, their inner voice, their guidance, whatever it is. So I want to know more from you, like from your experience when you, because you lead drumming classes, you lead, well, you have led, but also choir and this beautiful dance, this beautiful movement that really awakens us within. I want to know what, what happens, like how, you know, you see women, you witness them go through this journey. I'm sure you see them as they come in into the class and then towards the end of the class, and maybe you've seen some women um, several times who've attended your sessions what happens? What happens to women when they listen to that, you know, to that power? What What's the transformation? Obviously, it's not a one, you know, one fit for all kind of process. But I just want to know from your experience, from your own witnessing. Mm, that's a good question. Hmm. What's the transformation when they step into their power? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just trusting, trusting yourself more. And I just feel like there's something about owning, owning our voice and, and yeah, owning, I suppose the drum, it just symbolises, it's almost like this tool that can help to symbolise our inner power. I, I definitely feel like the drum for me is the piece that connects to the power. Whether mm-hmm. whether dance is more the sensual side of things to the body, but I feel like the drum for me is it's this earth, it's this connection to earth um, that I just hear so many women talk about that they just they call to it, and I guess it's almost on a physical level 
it just it's I mean it's physically grounding. I mean it's, there's a huge mm. amount of studies that have been done into the, the the physiological effects of drumming and how much it actually changes us on a physical level. It's not just I mean I don't go so much into that because I just know I know it from experiencing it. But if you yeah. do if you are interested in the scientific side, there's huge amounts of studies now into into that and. Obviously, we know, you know, back in the, the shamanic days, um, well, not shamanic days, but all, all Indigenous cultures mm. have used drums to, as ways to connect to how, the, our higher self. Yeah. So I suppose in a roundabout way of answering, it's just this real deep, it connects us deeply to something um, innate, which I suppose connects back down the line in some ways back to our Indigenous roots that maybe we've disconnected from consciously but we still have them within us within our dna so it's a it's an embodied feeling of just you know people feel it they hear it they know it. it's like they know it deeply i i think you i, I feel that you've you you know you, you touched on that you answer that so so beautifully from your own truth i mean you know what's what's amazing is even as we speak about it it's like we both just, I felt that we both entered um, deeper within ourselves and you took the time to go, well, how do I answer that? Because <laughs> how do you answer something like that with words? But as women, we feel it. And maybe on that note, I just want to pause before I ask you something that is that, you know, given the topic of our conversation, which is embodiment through movement, that we need to listen more within and listen to our body and listen to what our body wants us to know and how it wants us maybe to move and, and moving through moving emotions through moving moving our thoughts through moving our our you know inner potential to just listen more I mean I know that starting this year I got into my head a bit because of what was happening in terms of fires we were caught in Canberra and I and driving up to Sydney, I brought that here. You know, I was just like, I was, geez, stuff was bouncing off in my head, primarily fear-driven, took me to different places. And I can honestly say that doing your Koya practice, which is so embodied, was perfect timing because it's brought me back. I feel more grounded. And here I am asking you to answer something and talk about, you know, this inner power that really can't be talked about, but we want to give it a little bit of guidance so we can go deeper within. Um, but I guess we're you know, through our conversation, we're inviting women, or at least I'm inviting, I feel, and, and I know that you do that through work, to invite women to listen to that inner rhythm, which you, you know, guide, facilitate through the drumming. So this might be a nice way to maybe invite your drum in and maybe talk about it a little bit more. And, and by all means, Stacey, like, feel if you want to guide us a little bit through a few different rhythms, movements, you know, the floor's yours, so to speak. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, this is my drum. I played it a bit this morning, but I have to say now because it's so humid today and raining, it's, it's not sounding the best. Um, yeah. But, yeah, look, I made this drum, as I said, with Jane Elworthy in a beautiful ceremony. And, yeah, it just to actually birth this drum, as we say, with my own hand and it's a, it was an experience to actually almost part of that whole thing of like, just like we birth our children, you know, you, you have those moments in that process where it can be challenging or, you know, stuff comes up or I can't do this or, or whatever it might be. And so the process of doing this was a huge piece for me. And if I just go on a slight tangent, like I feel like yeah. having birthed this drum actually did, um, it, it sort of awakened something in me 
with regards to definitely stepping into my voice. It feels like this drum has helped me to suddenly start to sing more, you know, spontaneous singing and drumming, which is a practice that I aim to do as well as another way to come into the body. All right. Well, maybe I'll just play a little bit um, and yeah. use the drum sounding a bit flat, but it is, you know, that's the beauty of this natural <laughs> instrument. It's, um, yeah, it, 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 uh, it weaves with, with nature and being, being a natural skin, so sometimes it changes sound. But, yeah, I'm just going to sing a little bit and drum a little bit, just what comes through as a bit of a, as a, bit of an offering for any of the women listening and you just get whatever they need from this. permission giving to anyone listening that the drum if, if anyone's watching or listening to this and thinking oh I can't drum like that's not you know that's not me or I don't have rhythm you know that those old stories that you hear everyone talking about all the time there is this permission that wants to come through here about everybody is connected to the drum and that's I feel like I'm really passionate about that as I mean, yes, I have got a technical background. I've had the opportunity, luckily, to have been trained as a drummer. But even even as someone like myself who has had this training, even I've had to come through all this stuff around feeling like a fraud and, you know, like I'm not really a musician and all this crap, that's not true. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody is connected to rhythm and rhythm is part of our life in the way of, like, the seasons and obviously the moon cycles and... Um, our bodies, our heartbeats, you know, so it's almost like this, I feel like I want to just say that, like to anyone that's listening, it's like you have full permission to play the drum and as I've learned from Jane, like this drum is, the frame drum was a white women's particularly instrument back in the thousands of years uh, BC, Mm -hmm. back when they used to, you know, worship the goddess and so it was an instrument that was originally came from the grain sieves, you know, they would obviously use it as part of whatever they did and that's how it sort of came to be. And so it was, it was our indigenous instrument as women, but what happened obviously through the time when, you know, the drum was taken away and it became an act of um, heresy. It was, it was banned for a long time to play the drum. And so there was a lot of fear that came up around the drum and 
So, you know, that part of our culture was taken from us and it's, I think it's just really only re-emerging now. So I think that's also part of the conversation about um, stepping back into our power is to claim this instrument again as our own and we play it in whatever way, um, if it was true, it's not about having to win Grammy Awards playing a drum, it's like yeah. we all play it in the way that's true for us, which is about stepping into our power. Yeah. Um, firstly, thank you so much for allowing us to hear that, to hear that rhythm, the rhythm that you were sharing with us, which I know when you played it, for me, what was happening is um, it, it's quite moving, like almost teary, but not teary in this way of sadness, but just teary like I'm home, you know, and I felt that energy movement through the base of my pelvis. So um you know, I feel like, you know, what you said, it's like the, in the, the, the permission, the, giving ourselves the permission to do that and, and to connect to that rhythm, whether it be via the drum. drum. Um, I mean, I'd love to know more about where we, can, where we have access to that. But second, on a whole other level, like to really connect to that rhythm within um, of what it is that wants to come out, what it is that wants to speak, what it is that we're being driven to to do, to express, to, to feel, to, you know, give or to even receive. So, and you've done that in such a powerful way through the drum. In terms of having access to a drum, where can women find this, especially the one that you have? What, can you tell us what's the name of that particular drum? Because not everyone's going to be able to see, see the conversation. They'll be listening in, especially on the podcast. Yes. So this drum, this particular drum, frame drum is... Uh, as I said, made with Jane Worthy, and this is one of her kind of creations. Uh, it's a ritual drum, so it's a little bit of a hybrid in a way. It's got this um, wood piece at the back of the drum that you hold with your hands, and it's covered with this uh, natural deer skin hide, and you're playing. You can, but the thing is, you can play uh, with your fingers. So a standard frame drum is usually just a round drum that you can put your hand in, the same as this one in, in the back. You put your thumb in the uh, the back of the drum to hold it and you can also play it with your fingers so more like sort of which kind of can evoke maybe more of a Middle Eastern style there's obviously so many different versions of it um, but it kind of also acts as a bit of a hybrid drum this particular one with the stick so you can hold with your hands and play with the beta which is a little bit more of I suppose when you think of a shamanic drum yeah. or maybe American Indian if people have seen those kinds of drum it's it's kind of acts in that way as well so you can play with the beta as I did before so um yeah it's it's a little bit of a good question about how to find these drums um mm -hmm. in your area like it's it's a little I think the journey like people often talk about it's almost like it wants to, it'll come in when it's ready to and <laughs> it's okay. like people talk about right. animals like having a yes. pet or having a yes. child like it's a bit like that because I know for me when I I've been looking to make a drum for a long time and it was like the, the stars just weren't aligning and then this opportunity came up with Jane and it was meant to be her last time she was ever going to do a drum making workshop but I believe she's doing them again so for those in Sydney I would highly recommend checking out her website uh, Return to Light um so, but yeah, like there's lots of people making them. So I suppose it's just people kind of looking into their own areas and following what feels what feels true as well. Because obviously, different people yeah, resonate. Yeah, of course. People. You know, as you become more intentional, I guess, in practicing or wanting to know and wanting to connect to 
drumming to the drumming practice, um, the information becomes available. And I, I believe that you meet people suddenly. Um, so I know that there are one, there are drumming classes in Sydney. So that's something that can be, you can Google, um, two, um, Stacey's mentioned Jane, Jane Ellsworthy. Oh no, Ellsworthy. Yeah. Yeah. There's some ladies that train with Jane as well over in Perth, um, who are making drums as well. The women's half. Yeah. Um, it's something I would love to do at some stage, but it's definitely wow. not on my immediate thing, but definitely one day I'll, I'll be doing it hopefully as well. Yeah. And, um, I'm just trying to think, like, I, I do have a free Facebook group if that interests anybody um, called Wise Woman Rhythm that people mm -hmm. can come and join. We're just sort of sharing resources in there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's sort of been a bit inactive for a while but starting to share a bit more and anyone that's called to the drum, that's a space for them to maybe share chants or learn or interact with other people on a similar mm -hmm. path. Um, yeah. Okay. I will definitely include your details in the in the notes um, and the Facebook group. And certainly you do, you do beautiful um, newsletters. Um, and I think they're quite, they're quite insightful. I really enjoy reading them. So if um, women want to sign up to that, they can go to, is it Stacey Smart? Yes. StaceySmart.com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll include that as well. Um, but just if we can come back to, you know, we're talking about drumming and that's one way that women can certainly embody that and, and connect back to their own rhythm from your own practice experience. And maybe this brings us to Koya. Are there any other ways that women can do that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely the, the movement for me has been, I don't know, it just, it's the biggest piece that has, it's almost like allowed the drumming in a way now to, it, it's almost like I had to park that for a while while I really stepped into my body more and now it's like the drum is kind of stepping more into its power through the movement that I think I've been doing as a regular practice for the last couple of years, over two years now. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if you want me to talk a bit about yes, that. Please, yeah, so if you can share more about, for those that don't know, what is Koya um, and what, what, you know, what you experienced? I mean, I know what I experienced just for that one night. Um, yeah, if you can share a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, yeah, Koya is a, is a movement practice, a divine feminine embodiment practice based on this simple idea that through movement we remember. And like you were talking about before, this idea of remembering our, our inner self and, you know, this higher self that is always there but can get obviously, you know, pushed down in, in our busy lives. So we remember that and we're remembering um, that we're wise, wild and free, which also draws reference to what we practice in Koya. So the wise is like this intention setting and, and movement and um, yoga type inspired movements. Um, wild is really just through free dance where we're just dancing, we're just in the moment, you know, being creative and we're not worrying about what we look like. Mm -hmm. And the free is about being free in our bodies to just enjoy being in our bodies and actually just, um, yeah, just enjoy being in our bodies, that's it. And that's through feminine movements. And for me, because I'm a mother and, and I was, you know, a lot of the time I'm solo with my children and without very much support, I, I didn't have a self-care practice. And when I went back to work after my second child was born, I, I hit the wall and I really did hit a really hard place. And Koya came in around this time and I just started to do it at home in the morning through the website, the Koya website, and it's got all these free movement videos. And I just started to do it at home and... It just provided a way that I could do something for myself 
while the kids were there in the in the lounge room, I didn't have to try and find this zen moment where everything was silent and perfect because it never happened. Yeah, you know, exactly. oh, I can't do that. I won't do anything. You know, mm-hmm. so I started to actually just do it in the morning and. Honestly, it just it's become a practice that I love to do, and it's sort of if I don't do it some days, I was like, oh, I really, I notice it, you know. And it's a joyful practice. It's not like for me, if it was like to, to go to the gym, I'd be like, oh, I, you know, it would just fall away because I didn't wouldn't enjoy that. Whereas quiet is something that's just so joyful, and you know, as you've experienced, it's not just a physical movement. You're actually connecting with how do I feel? What is this feeling like in my body? How does that want to move through my body? And for somebody that's been quite disembodied um, through my life. Who, who, yeah, I, I often just would have no idea how I was feeling, like numb, just I don't know what I'm feeling, you know. And so queer has really helped me to actually go, oh, what am I feeling? How does it want to move through my body? So it's almost like I think of it almost like flossing my teeth. Like it's almost this when you've got sort of stuff that sits on us through through our day-to-day lives, it's a way to kind of get rid of that or, or at least to honour that or process that in a, in a simple way but what, what you hit on is really important that it can help you kind of clear or just come back to grounding after things kind of accumulate and that happens for everyone no one is exempt from that and particularly us women because we tend to take on because we feel so much more because we're connected to emotions So this is one of those practices that can really help us with that. Thank you so much for sharing that, introducing us to it, because like I said, I haven't, I've I've heard of Koya through you, um, but I never had the opportunity to practice it. My first time was I got initiated. I'm I'm just, you know, my initiation as in first time practice was on Tuesday night, which was just beautiful. It was so delicious, sensual, um, fun. I found it fun, playful um, and powerful. Um, now, I, I'm excited about um, doing some of this and looking at some of the videos, supportive videos. And like I said, I will share some of that. So there's so many ways. Like as women, there are no excuses that we can, you know, it's like you said, I, I love that you shared that with us. You know, it's not an all or nothing. It's like, well, it's going to be in one hour. Otherwise, I won't get the benefits. And it doesn't work that way. It's all accumulative over time. So whatever we can fit in to do it, whether it be dancing, you know, to our favourite music, if that's how it needs to start in the kitchen, to remember that part of us because that's our own rhythm, isn't it? But there's so many other different practices that are maybe more structured and yet within that structure there is freedom to explore and to connect within. What I would love if you can share more, Stacey, before we start to wrap it up for our, you know, amazing conversation is... Okay, what tips have you got or, what, you know, what do you want? What can you share from your own wisdom, your own guidance for women who might be struggling even to go inside their body? Because a lot of women are just like to go inside the body is too much, whether it be because of shame, whether it be because of anger, or it's just not a familiar place to be in. It hasn't been safe for whatever reason. Mm, yeah. So just some tips to come back to the body. Yeah. And it's so true. Like we do, we do numb, like you said before, we do numb because it's, too much like if we actually delve into what's there we're maybe scared of what what we find but um I suppose what you said before a fun way it doesn't always have to be hard I think that's always a good reminder too that Mm -hmm. um you know when we're doing this this work on ourselves like this serious work like it can actually be fun and um so I'm, I'm sort of thinking two things like maybe put on a song that uh 
we did the shadow dance the other night. So that I think that is a powerful way to, if you do have some strong emotions coming out, you know, putting on a song and just let the feeling move through your body in whatever way yeah. it wants to move. That can be honouring. Um, that can be hard though. That can be difficult to bring yourself to. So another another way that we did is the shaking. So just putting on a really upbeat, fast song and just shaking through all parts of your body and just, you know, that's a really beautiful way. Um, as you talked about, you know, through, through your research, looking into the Peter Levine work and... Which, which is where the shaking comes from in, in Koya. So that's a really good um, way to come back to the body and also offload any excess stuff that we've picked up. And then putting on just a favourite piece of music to dance to that you just love dancing to and it's just fun and that that's a perfect way to do it as well, just, just mm-hmm. enjoy being in your body, yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned. Thank you so much for sharing those. Um, so the first one is, you know, if, you, if you've got intense emotions or you've got stuff going on in your body to just pick some song or music that can help you with that and just allow your body to move to, the, um, to that music or song. Um, and then the other, one was, um, the other one was to shake it off. And I just want to touch on that because my experience of shaking it off when we did it in, um, in Koya the other night it's really powerful how, how, how so much gets stored. And when we actually shake off, like, you know, we did it individually, but different body parts. Um, but children do this all the time. You know, they say, shake out the sillies. They do it because, you know, that term comes from watching kids, you know, shaking, shaking it off. So to do it more often, and I was thinking, I was sharing this with somebody the other night in Koyas, you know, this is such a beautiful practice and a powerful practice to do at the end of the day. You know, I usually have a shower at the end of the day because that helps me cleanse, kind of feel like I've cleared my day, but to incorporate something like this, oh my gosh, would be amazing. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you mentioned kids, actually, because that's another thing I always like to remind people, that children innately know these things. They know how to dance, they know how to drum, they know how to sing, or they at least they don't care if they, what it sounds exactly. like. They just do it. Exactly. And so, yeah, and it's the same for us. We have, to, we have that innate sense. And, and just one more thing to add on about the voice. Like, I feel like for me, when I'm really in those places, my, my darker places, really, I, sometimes I feel like I don't have, I don't want to drum and I don't even want to dance. And what I find for me really helps is is the voice. That's the other piece is the singing. And, you know, just singing a song like that I love or, Mm. I mean, it it could even just be, you know, just just toning a sound, just like, mm or ah, you know, just anything, like just a way to come back to the body. And I find that can be really soothing. Yeah, the most soothing thing when when it's really particularly hard. So that could just be something that's useful for people too. On, on that note, uh, you, and thank you for mentioning that, so the voice, um, is there a particular toning sound that can help in, or that you find healing or that you find really rejuvenating in certain situations? I know that may be a hard one, but I'm just curious from your experience. Look, for me, I just sing what, like I get the guitar and have a few strums or put the music on or, you know, that's probably more, but... You know, the, I believe the yeah. R sound is, I've heard, I've heard different systems talk about different ones. I think it depends on which particular system you're following. Right, okay. But from what I understand, like the R sound, so just R, that's very, it connects us mm-hmm. into our heart chakra. Mm-hmm. So that could probably be quite helpful to, to people just to, just to find the sound that naturally wants to come, you know, just coming to very okay. true sound, like finding yeah. whatever is naturally coming out, yeah. Yes, so listening to the sound that wants to come out, listening to the movements that want to come through. 
Um, so they're really powerful things. And, you know, Stacey, as you're sharing all of that with me, I can just see your own practice and the workshops that you run, oh, my gosh, connecting and, you know, colliding with everything that you've said in a way that gives people really a space, a safe space to use their bodies and their sounds to do this. Now, I'm not, I'm not imposing this in, in any way, but I know that you already do that. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> so how exciting to have somebody like you to offer that space, really safe space for women. And I'm sure that it will be men as well, more men to be coming to these um, spaces as they feel the need to feel, you know, to, to feel vulnerable and to be able to be vulnerable to do this and to explore this other side within them. Um, yeah, I, just, I guess this is a side note and I don't want to put you on the spot, but I guess, you know, where, where do you see, you know, how do you see your work evolving over the years to come? Yeah, I love that you've asked that question because I feel like coming over here to Sydney has been a huge expansion for me, like even just teaching that choir class the other day and, um, yeah, some of the work I've been doing over here has been a real sense of stepping up and realising that, you know, this work is important and people can benefit from it. And so I would love to, obviously, I'm, I live down, as you mentioned, down south in, in Dunsborough and I'm, I've been doing workshops down there, but I would like to start perhaps offering, yeah, more retreats, Perhaps my goal for the end of the year is maybe to run a whole weekend retreat, um, perhaps down yelling up for me. More retreats. I, I love, I mean, the space that you provided for me to come and share with your women was beautiful. That was a really special opportunity for me to really go, yes, this is really where I see myself, particularly working with women and, like you said, as, as well as men and women at some point too. So, yeah, definitely retreats. And I, I, my vision, I suppose, my, my big wildest dreams is to maybe go around the world to be able to travel and do this work would be an absolute amazing yeah, thing to do. Okay. If that ever could happen, hopefully that will at some point yeah. in the time, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm really excited. I'm excited for to hear that. And um, I, you know, I, and I certainly... Um, I know that because you'll stay aligned with your work, you'll go where it needs to go. And I think that's the most beautiful thing that we all need to remember that when we're aligned, when we're true to, you know, when we're true to ourselves, that we know where the work needs to go. Um, so on that note, um, yeah, you know, we encourage everyone. I know I can speak for both of us, for women to, to really, again, come back and listen to those inner rhythms and voices and desires and and honor them like outrageously honoring them and you know hello message to myself here <laughs> as I say that um, on a whole other level not because I haven't been but it's like a whole other level like another level more of that really yes and going back to what you said you know let's give ourselves the permission to do that to honor our desires on a whole other level and this is not those desires like when i'm not talking about oh you know um desires for the sake of avoiding what we really need desires like real full um listening in on what's coming through and and doing it so um stacy any last remarks or message that you want to leave us with before we finish our beautiful conversation i think just i think i just want to say that our body our bodies are sacred and to, even though there is so much stuff around our bodies, like to really honour your body, to honour our bodies and to know that it, this is the, the vehicle that we're given in this life. You know, once we're dead, we don't have a body anymore. So to really, I guess, be grateful for our bodies and, and, and not be scared to come into our bodies because there's so much gold there once we tune in and, like you said, connect into our inner wisdom. Um, to do that through the body is just so powerful. So thank you so much for inviting me, Susie. It's just been yeah, so, such a pleasure. 
been um, it's been so refreshing and rejuvenating um, hanging out with you um, and being part of um, your offerings your your workshop and certainly your your gift that you offer through your through your, your drumming and choir and movement and and your beautiful chanting um, I certainly hope to be part of that um, in the future some way I just trust it I don't need to plan it we don't need to like this this has this was this just happened right you coming to Sydney staying with us and that's what I want more of for all of us you know I know that will happen more for me because I'm I, I want more of that and so thank you really thank you it's been such a beautiful gift Thanks for joining me today on Empowered Conversations. Subscribe to the show now and then head over to my Facebook page, Susie Petrozzi, for free personal growth and self-discovery tools that you can use today to be present, be powerful and be on purpose. See you next time for Empowered Conversations.